I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode one, the introduction to the whole series, uh, where I basically just whine and complain about how terrible the Knicks are. You'll get to hear my history with the Knicks and why I'm actually considering leaving, uh, even though I've been a diehard fan. Uh, And so for this episode, I'm actually turning the mic over to Linda Holmes, who's going to be facilitating my depressed rantings. Uh, Linda is the host of Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR uh, and the editor of NPR's pop culture blog, Monkey See. Uh, All right, let's get this guy off. It's funny, I've, I've been through some of the same, you know, conflicts about different sports teams, but... I think it's very bold. I think it's very bold to say, you know, sports fandom is like anything else. You should only do it as long as you find it pleasurable. And if you don't find it pleasurable, you should at least be willing to consider, you know, uh, rooting, rooting for somebody else, something that might be more fun, because you should not watch sports unless it's fun, because there's kind of no other reason. Okay, so let's get into all this. I'm actually going to turn the mic over to you. So here you go. Take it away. Well, so so when did you first start rooting for the Knicks? Yeah, so I'm I'm from New York, born uh, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, um, and moved out to the suburbs when I was about 13 years old. Um, but you know, so I've I've kind of always been a Knicks fan just just by default. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, for for my birth one birthday, I went to Madison Square Garden. And another birthday, I, I saw the movie Eddie, where um, <laughs> where. Um, wow. Whoopi Goldberg uh, gets hired. She's the ultimate Knicks fan, and she gets hired as the coach of the Knicks. This um, is an unexpected twist. I did not expect Eddie to play a role in this story. Oh, Eddie plays a, plays a huge role in this story. Um, so you know, I, you know, I have some Knicks bona fides, but you know, I never really became a really huge fan until I was thirteen and I moved out to the suburbs. I, I happen to have a TV in my room. And I'd, I just decided to become a big Knicks fan. I don't know what it was, but, you know, I just became a huge Knicks fan. I became a huge basketball fan. I would listen to Knicks games um, to fall asleep, actually, um, sometimes when I, when I was a kid. So, so that, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I got into it. How, were, so, so tell people who don't know the history of the Knicks, have they ever been good during the time that you've been a fan of them? During the time that I was a casual fan as like a little kid, they, they have been good. They went to the finals twice in the 90s. Uh, they lost right. both times. Um, but, you know, Patrick Ewing obviously is one of the big, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the best players of all time. And he was he loomed large over my childhood. Um, but like I became a fan, I think, in 2000 or 2001. And like they've just been garbage it, just like you sit down and watch a Knicks game and like you know you just assume all right um we're gonna either lose this game horribly or we're gonna get a big lead and then blow it in the fourth quarter and <laughs> like that's that's kind of that's kind of what Knicks fandom is yeah so when did you start thinking maybe I'll look elsewhere there were many, many times. I think the, probably the first inkling of me being like, maybe I'll look elsewhere, was um, when James Nolan, the owner of the Knicks, let Jeremy Lin sign with another team and didn't match that contract. This was after the season of Linsanity, and like it was the best basketball that I've watched on the Knicks ever. It was just so much fun. You never knew it was going to happen. But really, the thing that really, really, really broke the camel's back here was me finding out that uh, James Dolan donated $300,000 to Donald Trump uh, when he was running for president. 
I see. Yeah. I see. So, so then you started thinking, maybe I'll look for another team. Yeah. So I just kind of stewed on that for a few months during the off season. Um, and you know what? Like the season's about to begin. Like it's time to kind of like pony up and see, like, you know, put my money where my mouth is. And like, if I'm going to leave the Knicks, like I got to actually try it. And so now I, you know, I'm going to give every team their fair shot and, uh, like, Let's like maybe I don't I have no idea, but maybe I'll actually leave and, you know, maybe I'll, you know, finally cut my losses uh, and and become a fan of another team that will actually make me happy. What would you say to somebody who said the whole point of sports fandom is that you have to tolerate all of these years of drought um, as, you know, in baseball, Red Sox fans and Cubs fans did in order to have eventually that really exciting moment because now like how are you going to feel if the Knicks like suddenly get awesome yeah I mean so that I mean that's the big thing right it's like um it's like sunken cost theory right like if the Knicks suddenly get awesome and then I have you know switched to another team you know uh I mean I'm gonna feel terrible I'm gonna feel like an idiot right and that I'm missing out right but at the same time like like, there were people who were Sox fans forever and Cubs fans for forever. Like, entire generations and generations and generations yeah. who followed them and, and died before <laughs> died, they... Like, they literally died, died waiting for them to win happened. a World Series. I know. They literally died. It's not, it's not funny. It's just... It's sort of funny because of how... Because of how... Uh, how I conceptualized it to begin with, because yeah. you do have a point. You yeah. do have a point. No, but I mean, but but also it's like, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey, I, I think. And, you know, that's a cheesy saying, you know, it's a cliche, but like, okay, great, maybe I'll be vindicated by a championship at some point, but like, what's the point if it's been years of right. torture and pain? Like, I don't want to torture myself or, or, you know, put myself in pain. Like, I'm at a point in my life where I want to do things that I enjoy and that make me happy. And yeah. why would I deliberately ignore that? So that's that's and, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. And you at least want to feel like there's some suspense when you watch your team play as to whether they might win. Um, you know what? It's not it's not even suspense. It's just like the like could they even possibly win? Like like do they are they not going to blow it in the fourth quarter? Like I actually think about this a lot. Like if the Knicks were good during my childhood, if I was a Spurs fan would my life have been different because there was a team, you know, I, I was following a team who was winning all the time. Would I have been a happier child? Would I have been more of a, would I have succeeded more? Like, these are things that I actually consider and that's think really, about. That's really, that's very deep. I, well, I'm a pretty deep person, Linda. Yeah, no, you are. I know. Yeah. I, I know this. Um, so, so when you think about, you know, maybe I'm going to go out and look for a new team, what are you looking for? Because obviously the one way to do it will be just to be like, I'm just going to pick whoever is the best. Yeah. I assume you're not just doing that or you would not have embarked on this project. Totally. No, yeah. It's not just about winning. Um, like I said, uh, it's the journey, not the destination. Right. Um, it, it's kind of like a, a relationship, actually. Like when you're about to start, you know, like maybe you're in a relationship that's not quite working. Maybe it's salvageable, maybe not. You know, there's a, there's a lot of factors, right? And I know no situation is going to be perfect, um, but but it kind of comes down to two big things for me. Like, the there's the basketball stuff, uh, and then there's the off the court stuff. So, starting with the basketball stuff, like I want to be able to sit down and enjoy watching a game. Like, yeah, that could be you know you know thrilling you know comebacks or you know just watching beautiful basketball or. 
I, you know, it could be a, a bunch of things, but I want to sit down and I want to enjoy a game and not feel terrible watching a game, not assume my team is just going to lose and it's going to be awful. And I'm, you know, like I don't want to have a pit, you know, anxiety pit in my stomach from basketball. You know what I mean? Right. Um, mm -hmm. I do. So that's, that's one factor. And then the other factor is the off-the-court stuff. Like the big thing for me was Dolan donating $300,000 to Donald Trump, a, a man who I think is uh, not a good president. Uh, to say the least. Um, so um, I really enjoy seeing players who are outspoken in the things that they believe in. Um, that's a big thing. Um, you know, like, and, and then also, like, even, even not politically, like, you know, like, there's a part of the fun of following a team is, like, following all the little quirks of the players, you know, like Cavs fans, you know, seeing J.R. Smith without a shirt on after one of the NBA finals or... <laughs> You know, like, there's little things like, you know, you know, as a Knicks fan, like, Ronaldo Balkman was always a fun guy for me because he had, like, these long dreads and he was a funny-looking dude and just, just seemed like a goofy guy. And, you know, it was always it's always fun to kind of just follow the off-the-court stuff, too. So I'm looking for some off-the-court stuff as well. And so, you know, those, those are the things that I think I'm attracted to. But, you know, same similar to a, a relationship, like, you know, like, there's got to be some sort of spark. And, you know, what, what that means, I don't know. But, like, I... I I, I know it when I when I feel it, you know. I see. How uh, how what do you feel like right now? Are the odds that you will leave the Knicks? Oh man, it's really hard for me. You know, because I've been with the Knicks for seventeen years in a very deeply committed relationship, and I've known mm -hmm. them my entire life. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but it's just it's just been de been deeply unsatisfying to me. Um. So, yeah. Um, odds. Maybe a twenty-five percent chance, yeah. But but I'm like really coming into this with like an open mind for every single team, even the teams that like I'm, you know, pretty sure I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna jump on the bag and wagon for. Like I still am coming in with a totally open mind and and ready to be convinced and ready to meet the team of my dreams. Yeah. Let me just ask you: um, Do you think this is your early midlife crisis? <laughs> So I turned 30 a few months ago, uh, and uh, that night um, I had a dream that I died. Um, it was the first time I, I think I've ever had a dream that I died, and I woke up in the middle of the night literally in a cold sweat, literally in a cold sweat, and I was just up for like four hours just like contemplating death. Um, <laughs> and I, I realize it's not funny. I realize it's not funny. <laughs> No, I mean it is I mean it is kind of funny, right? Like we're all going to die sometime, right? So right. like what is important to me? And I, I, so I think in a sense you're actually right. Like I'm understanding that this this is something that's really important to me. Uh and you know maybe I'm not like, you know, going out and and buying a car or you know just like I don't know trying to be, you know, buying a fedora or whatever like to try to be hip. This is like me trying to seize the moment and understand that we're all going to die one day and I might as well watch some good basketball before I do. <laughs> yeah, please don't please don't buy a fedora. Linda, um, you're going to come back uh, in like 30 episodes to help me announce what decision I made. Um, but in the meantime, uh, thank you very much. Um, Linda Holmes is the editor of NPR's Monkey C blog about pop culture and the host of Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, and she texts and she texts me all the time. And she texts me all the time. Linda, thank you for uh, walking me through my emotions and through the pain and sorrow of death. 
Yeah, indeed. Good luck with your journey. <laughs> the Decision is produced by me, Alex Kappelman. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little brother, Scott Kappelman. Thanks to Linda Holmes for being great. We're going to see her again soon. She'll be moderating the last live show I'm doing, which is obviously going to be modeled after the LeBron James special, The Decision. Uh, You know, the one where he announced that he'd be going to the Heat. So will I be taking my talents to South Beach or maybe to somewhere else? You're going to have to stick around and listen. I'll be releasing five new episodes of this show every weekday. Yes, five episodes every single weekday for seven days until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release the final episode. Uh, But until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter.